Chris Nesetta has been with Hilton since 2007. He leads a team who manages over 6,000 properties with close to a million hotel rooms in 188 countries. There are 18 brands under the Hilton name, including Embassy Suites, Doubletree, Hampton, and the storied Waldorf Astoria. Nesetta's leadership comes at a time of unprecedented challenges for travel and tourism as the COVID-19 pandemic has devastated the industry. Hi, I'm Jen Rogers. Thanks for watching. And Chris Nesetta, thanks so much for joining us. I have to just start on kind of a personal level. I have not been in a hotel since last January. Are you traveling right now? And I, if so, what are hotels like? I am. First of all, Jen, thanks for having me on. Great, great to, to be with you guys. I am traveling. In fact, um, I've been traveling not like I would have before. I, you know, pre-COVID, I probably spent 80% of my time on the road, as you would guess. I'm in the, I'm in the business of travel, traveling all over the world. It, during COVID, the uh, initial stage is very little travel, but, but some. And now I've been getting out maybe once a week, mostly domestic. Uh, I had my first international trip this week, which was liberating and felt really good. I was in Mexico to meet with some of our partners down there and uh, meet with our team and do some town halls and look at some of the things that we have under development. Um, and, it, and, it, and it was great. Of course, you know, like everybody doing it thoughtfully and safely and using PPE and, and, and the like. You know, the, the experience, I think, you know, I, I would like to give everybody confidence that when you stay with us, it's, it's really safe. I mean, when we got into the pandemic very early into it in March, I said to our team, you know, at this point, a lot of the world is closed and pe people aren't going aren't gonna to be traveling, but soon enough, they're going to, and we're going to have first responders. We're going to have others that need to travel. And what we need to do is give them the confidence as we have for 101 years at Hilton, that when they stay with us, they're in a safe and secure environment. So we went out in March and started working with the Mayo Clinic um, and Lysol Detol to try and come up with, with what we thought was the absolute best standard and hygiene um, and cleanliness for our hotels, the public spaces, the rooms and the like. Uh, we ended up bringing that Hilton Clean Stay and we implemented that on a global basis to all 6,300 hotels in 120 countries around the world uh, in the following 60 or 90 days. And so everywhere you go now in the world where you stay with us and almost all of our hotels are open, um, we've implemented Hilton Clean Stay to basically hosp hospital grade cleaning and hygiene standards um, where you literally, when you check into, into the room, you break a seal. I think a lot of people have been surprised at how quickly some of the leisure travel piece has come back. Business obviously still having a tough time. What does the road back look like for business travel? Like when, what is it going to take to get people back on the road? Yeah, it, it, it's it, interestingly the pattern. While this is a different kind of crisis and a, a economic decline caused by you know a pandemic versus other declines. The, the pattern of how we're recovering is, is, is pretty similar. Um, and that has been always that leisure is more resilient and that business travel probably, you know, second and then group and meetings business uh, last because it's longer lead business. Um, that is the case more dramatically so this time as compared to prior cycles, but, but you know, reasonably similar. I think, you know, what's going on on leisure 
um, you know, is sort of backed up by the research we did as we've launched our, our latest marketing campaigns, and that is that people want to travel, right? If you talk to people, I think it's like 95% of people say they miss travel, and 95 or 96% of people say some of their best memories, if not their best memories, involve travel. And so they want to get out, and so they are. And the fact of the matter is, you know, they have more time in the sense that, you know, in many cases, their kids, either during the summer, were not in school. Now they're not back in school. Uh, many offices haven't opened, and people are working, you know, virtually. Kids are going to school virtually. And so people have a lot more flexibility with their time. So you put more flexibility with their time together with a burning desire to get out and travel and, and a burning desire to create new memories. Uh, and that's, that's, you know, that's brought you a whole bunch of, of leisure business. The rest of the business, you know, will take some time, but it is coming back. I mean, what's interesting is as we, you know, come out of the summer season into the fall season, that's generally when you see a huge pickup in, in the business travel segment of the business and a big pickup in the group travel segment. Uh, and while we're not seeing uh, the group will be on a, on a much greater lag, you know, people, you know, are going to take some time. And I think it'll be largely post-vaccine before you're going to see people congregating that way. Business travel has started to come back. I mean, you know, pe businesses are realizing they, they got to get their teams out. They have to meet with their partners. Their sales teams have to talk to people to, to generate incremental sales and like. So while it's slow, there's no question in the fall season we've started to see some of the business travel come back. Still predominantly at this point, you know, the demand is made up more of leisure. But, um, you know, I, I, you didn't ask the question, but, uh, you know, I'll say it. I'm a big believer that when you wake up in two or three years, not unlike other crises, uh, crises we've been through, um, the demand patterns will look a heck of a lot like they did a year ago in two or three years, it'll just take some time to get there. And, you know, this is, you know, this has been a big health crisis. It's created a lot of fear. Uh, and it's going to take time to sort of work through that. It's going to obviously take more progress on testing and vaccines and therapeutics and, and, and the like, um, and just more data and information, which, you know, reality is that's what's happening. I mean, why is leisure up? Why are people willing to go out? Why is business travel starting to pick up? You know, because we have made, while we're not through the pandemic by any stretch, you know, we've made progress. I mean, people do feel like vaccines are coming. Certainly the therapies and the, the ability to treat the disease, we've made huge advances. And there's a lot more data where people can assess their risk depending on, you know, their own individual circumstances. So if they're young, you know, and they don't have pre-existing conditions, you know, and are, are in very good health. At this point, I think there's enough data in where people are saying, okay, if I'm responsible, I actually can start to have some, you know, greater level of mobility. And I think, you know, that we will, we will continue, I think, to see people more and more um, look at the data, make their own individual assessment. And then ultimately, I think, if and when, and I think it's more a when than an if, you get to, you know, point of having vaccines that, uh, you know, uh, hopefully multiple vaccines that have a reasonable level of effectiveness, I think you'll see a step change, meaning I think, you know, I think there is a huge amount, and certainly our research suggests it, and I think common sense suggests it, there's a huge amount of pent-up demand. People love traveling. They want to get out. And by the way, even business travel, people like business travel. It's a, it's a break from the monotony, uh, in, in some cases, of their work. And, and they're 
they need to to be effective. Not everybody, but many people in their jobs, it's really hard to be effective without you know, some face-to-face -face interaction. So there's a huge amount of pent-up travel demand building. And I think the deeper, you know, the further we get through the crisis, you know, the more of that will be released, you know, as people judge it. And, and I think vaccines, you know, ultimately help create a step change in, in uh, mobility. How important is in the, in the travel and leisure ecosystem are airlines to your business? I know you can only really control your business, but I'm curious because I was actually looking at going to California the other day and I, I covered this and I could not believe how many flights have been cut. So if I even wanted to go on a business trip, how, how difficult airlines, it would be? Airlines, well, at the, at the moment, what's interesting, and, uh, but, but not surprising given that the bulk of the demand thus far in the recovery has been leisure, as we already talked about. And it's not just been, it's been a lot more drive to, you know, I mean, so the majority of the business at the, you know, through the summer and so far into the fall, you know, has, has tilted towards drive to business. But if you go, you know, back a year ago and look at, you know, through the past, you know, decades, and I think if you go, fa if you fast forward, as I said, a couple of years when demand patterns normalize, the majority of the business for us, uh, people are coming by planes. And so, you know, the answer, the short answer to the story is, Airline business is, is, is critical and important infrastructure for our industry. Do you think that we need more stimulus coming from the government for the travel and leisure industries? Yeah, well, I, I, yes, okay, I, let me, let me uh, unpack that a little bit. I think, I think it's pretty clear to me and most that we need additional stimulus to the economy, period, okay? Um, now, we need it in the travel and tourism space because we've been one of the hardest hit segments of all segments. I mean, obviously, mobility um, strikes at the, at the heart of our business. When you shut the whole world down and you have no mobility, um, you have no revenues uh, in, in the travel and tourism business. And so we have been, while we have some mobility now and things have recovered a bit, as we've described, we have a long, long way to go. Uh, and we have been dramatically impacted as, as an industry. And so we need it broadly, we need it specifically for our industry, and the, and the places that we need it, I think, do you know, largely sync up, uh, maybe with an exception, meaning, you know, and what's being worked on in terms of figuring out continuation of unemployment insurance so that we're taking care of frontline team members that, that are uh, most in harm's way. We need to continue to do that. Um, small business, you know, creating a, a bridge so that uh, a liquidity crisis doesn't turn into solvency, cri uh, solvency crisis for a huge number of small businesses. Our business of all the ownership of all these hotels all around the country and around the world for that matter is, is not all small business, but it is, it is the majority of it is small business and they're dying. And so they need a bridge uh, uh, for liquidity. Um, the other thing that is ultimately needed as we get to the other side of the health crisis and, and is very specific, those first two things I think are, you know, are, are broader, you know, unemployment, insurance, continuation, uh, bridge of liquidity for small business. That, you know, what, what is needed ultimately for our business too is a stimulus that, get, that gives pe people the right incentives to want to start traveling again when we get a little further in, in the health crisis and people feel like they can do it safely. That's probably, you know, rationally on the other side of, of uh, you know, more, more um, vaccine development and sort of approvals and, and, and the ability to actually distribute it. 
But in the end, we're going to, in my opinion, we're going to have to figure out a way to try and use stimulus to sort of jumpstart um, jump the industry and get, give people incentives coming out of this pandemic where they've had fear when they are safe to get, get back on the road again. I mean, you think about it, we are one of the largest businesses in the country, travel and tourism. We're one of the largest businesses in the world. We're one of the biggest employers. I mean, you know, in the world, we're roughly 10% um, of jobs are in our industry. Roughly 10% of GD, global GDP is in our industry. And we've been incredibly hard hit. And, and there have been a lot of jobs lost. Still, you know, millions of jobs. I, I think the latest number I saw was eight or, eight or 10 million jobs have, have still been impacted. And so... Um, we certainly have to do the, you know, take care of those people while the economy is recovering and give small businesses a bridge to get to the other side. But ultimately, if we don't create some form of stimulus, you're going to have a lot of people unemployed for a lot longer. Chris, uh, we're going to have to leave it there, but I, I just want to ask you one more question, just real quick. Uh, you know, as you said, 95% of travelers in your survey are missing travel right now. I personally, I am missing the breakfast buffet. I want to know what you miss the most. <laughs> You're missing the breakfast buffet. My wife hates the breakfast buffet, but a lot of people do do love the breakfast buffet. Um, it, you, you trust me, there is a way to do it safely, and ultimately, you will be able to enjoy your breakfast buffet once again. I, I think it may it may take a little time, but I'm reasonably confident that as we get into 2021 maybe the second or third quarter of 2021, you'll be able to enjoy the breakfast buffet once again. <laughs> At this point, just to make sure that we are being super careful on hygiene and cleanliness, given where we are with the pandemic, we, you know, we've sort of modified food and beverage um, a bit to, 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 uh, you know, to address those, those issues. But I, I do, we have developed some ways where we think we can, we can give you what you want and do it, do it safely. <laughs> Um, and hope, hopefully next year you'll be back at the buff, in the buffet line filling, filling your plate up. Yeah, if you need me to talk to your wife, no problem. I can sort that out and tell her all that. I know. I don't know what it is. She, you know, somehow she doesn't like it, but she does, she does like mini bars. <laughs> Who doesn't? All right, Chris, it's great to get a chance to talk with you. Uh, good luck on the future and uh, stay in touch.